Welcome, Wanderer, to the Arkham Cycle, a Call of Cthulhu actual play podcast by Milestone RPG. I am Miriam, the keeper of Arkham lore for this original scenario. I am joined for this investigation by Sky as Jerry Gargar and Cameron as December Archwright. The last time on the Arkham Cycle, Jerick and December were given what appeared to be a simple task go to the Orn Manor in the Ipswich Salt Marches and retrieve Mulvern Orn scientific documents. The duo started off on the wrong foot as their temperaments seemed to be incompatible. Nevertheless, they made it to the manor in spite of the terrible storm that surprised them on the road. They were welcomed by a shotgun-wielding butler and a midget of exceptional size. Quickly, the duo recognized they would need to team up to figure out what exactly is going on. We join them as Mili shows up to show them to their room to dry off. So you exchange a few words about the situation and then eventually, oh, I didn't show you what before it looked like. Before it was an older gentleman and Millie that comes is much younger. She's probably somewhere around like 18, 20 years old. And she, she walks without barely making any sound. The only reason that you notice that she's there is that she's holding a candelabra that shines a light. But other than that, you doubt that you would have heard her. You startled me there. Uh, You must Hey, um, are you also an anthropologist by chance? Nope. Only archaeology. I couldn't invest that much into things that start at 1%. (laughs) It's pretty rough, especially when I have, like, chemistry and shit. I just wanted to ask because anthropology goes hand in hand with archaeology. No, I know. I thought about it. Really wanted to focus on, like, the actual archaeology aspect. Well, then I'll let you know as a player. Jarek's Arabic. The only reason why people don't recognize it is because he's albino. Oh, okay, cool. So I would have needed to make a check for that, but you gave it to me because I don't. <laughs> well, you as a you as a character don't. Yeah. Know, but I'm letting you know as a player. Gotcha. But yeah, if you had anthropology, I was gonna be like, go ahead and roll, and then say that your character knew. Okay, well, that's cool. That's a nice little feature there. I can imagine the training sessions of learning Middle Atlantic or whatever you've. <laughs> Yeah. So, oh, and he knows Latin, by the way. I know Latin. Run into Latin, I can I can do that. I have 1% in that, so <laughs> I might need training. Okay, so uh, Millie shuffles in with the Calenilabra. She looks at you a little bit dumbfounded, and then she kind of just motions to the coat rack. That's very close. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah. He's going to take off his, uh, his nice jacket, his over jacket, which is a pea coat, and um, place it on the coat rack. I keep my coat on. I tried to dry it off as much as possible. I'm keeping that on. I got my gun with me, so I'm keeping that. Are oh, you uh, wearing a blazer and all that underneath? I mean, I still look good. It doesn't look like, you know, it's a ragged coat or anything like that. It's just a little damp right now, but it's a little awkward for a social situation, but not enough to be like brazen. Okay. She she doesn't answer, and she just will walk past you and start going up the stairs that are like in the entry. Uh, uh, yeah, as we're going up, Joyce's going to say, So, um, could you tell me a little bit about Bullfat? Has he always been afraid of dogs? She shakes her head, yes. Oh, I'm sorry, are you, mo- are you mute? No, sir. Okay. Uh, could you tell me a little bit about the manor and uh, its previous owner and its current owner a little bit? What do you want to know? 
Well, just what your perspective has been and so forth. We're, we're here on behalf of the Miskatonic University, and we're just interested in, in the professor's previous research and how he got, went about obtaining the results that he did. It's, his brother's truly remarkable. And also, our mentor is uh, close friends with Marvin, so... Uh, Indeed, yes. We've also been sent just to make sure everything is uh, fine up here for all the people he cares about, which I assume included you. And then oh. I kind of I go back into the shadows. <laughs> you know, it's like, I, I, I'll say a couple of things like Silent Bob, and then I just kind of drift back. <laughs> Millie ponders this a little bit, and she said, Well, I don't know much about Master Marvin's studies. He was very taken with them, but then he got sick. But I've always worked here with Father. Mm-hmm. It's, it's okay. Could you tell me what some of the symptoms were of the sickness? He had fever, and he got really thin. He barely ate. But he insisted on working. I see. Did he drink much? As in water and fluids? Not especially so. Okay. But he did. Alright, that's interesting. He was emancipated. While he's Mas- thinking, but did you say father? Yes. Bufoy is uh, before your, your father? He, he is, yeah. Well, has he always been so quiet? There's no need to be not quiet. It, it is very a quiet life here, so far from the city. I suppose you're right on that. It's just so uh, different to be about people not from the city and who are okay in their silence. The city folk aren't really okay with just being quiet. I would definitely agree with that. She just kind of smiles but the not, does not reply. By this point, she has brought you down the hallway to doors that are next to each other. Mm-hmm. And she takes a set of keys and locks them for you and motions you in. And she says, dinner will be served in about an hour, sirs. Thank you, Melia. Very much look forward to eating your uh, your food. I appreciate that. And she kind of shuffled away. I feel like every time we blink, she just disappears. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. yeah. Weeping angels stuff. She just moves very quickly (laughs) and quietly. You're just oh god. Okay, okay. She was there. Good. Stop doing that. (laughs) I'd like to use psychology to see if their demeanors are trauma based or if they really are just quiet people. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, oh, 97, why? What did I'm not going to push her. These people yeah. are just really well hidden. They, whatever they have, they know how to hide it. Right. I almost want to try just because I have a 10% roll, but I'm not going to. <laughs> There's no inclination for me to. Actually, that does remind me, though. Since you like quiet and stuff, did you have any kind of like nervous tics or quirks or anything? Can you roll a spot hidden? Sure. 69. Okay, 16 out out of 75. She did not. She was very, very still. But you noticed that she was walking very close to the wall. Oh. Almost like shoulder touching the wall. A particular wall? Like the left wall or right wall or any wall? Well, she was going... Well, as soon as she got up the stairs, like she was hugging the right... Instead of hugging like the balustrade she was hugging the right wall and she kept on hugging that same wall all the way to your doors okay. and when she went back then she turned around and hugged the same wall okay could be a couple of things could be natural servant inclination to be out of the way or it could be something cool uh we'll see <laughs> obviously this is inner workings going out i'm not saying this while we're walking with her it's like <laughs> but like if they're like during the moment i would be like go up to him it's like did you see how she was, uh, I don't really, haven't really ever had servants, so, uh, 
She was hugging that wall pretty hard, nearly scraping her clothes off against it. That may be a common servant thing. I'm not sure. I've never been in such a fortunate family. I actually raised myself. So I wouldn't know if that's a if that's a common servant thing to hug the right wall. Could also be avoiding everything on the left side. It's quite in the air. We'll have to keep that in mind. I guess if we start running for our lives from whatever, let's be sure we always go to the right. <laughs> not a bad idea. I'm going to try and uh, read them a bit better when we get to dinner. Did they say what we would have? No, they didn't. Because I look at you, I'm like, I'm not sure what your constitution can handle. A good guest never asks. You know, they they receive and they're thankful for the sustenance that uh, their host provides. So I am just going to eat whatever uh, they bring to me and hopefully it's delicious. I might hold off on that for a bit. I'm going to look around the room. Where are we again now? Where we're chilling? You're on the second floor. As you got in, in the hallway, there was like a stairs leading on the second story. She brought you to the back of the house in that long hallway and gave you to open two rooms to the right for you. It's a guest room. You think it doesn't look habitated. It's furnished properly, although a bit antiquated. Are there Simple any rooms. portraits or books about? Newspapers, anything? There are a few books in, in shelves, but a quick glance at them, like they're mostly there for the aesthetic. Ah, okay. I know they've given us two rooms, but I would prefer the share one. We're in unknown territory, and we're not sure what is the situation here. I'm not opposed to bunking up, that's for sure, in uh, this place. December is like, yeah, it's not paranoid, but he's always looking. Like each corner, he's always checking his, basically his blind spots. So. We, we have that in common. Yeah. So, very rough we, ne- combo. we never look at each other. We're always looking <laughs> elsewhere, but we have perfect conversations with each other. People find it weird, but endearing. <laughs> Why don't you look at me when you talk to me? Like, I'm trying not to die. So, let's see. Well, there's just books for Joe. Still shitty lit and musty and everything like that. Yeah, actually, Millie didn't didn't light up anything, so you're basically left by the light of the hallway. We'll start lighting some things and give the room some illumination. There is a there is a small gas lamp in your room. Okay, so I'll I'll light the gas lamp. And I know that like the books are generic, but I do want to check around just see like the walls are like. I'll check the right wall if there is a right wall perspective. See if that has any gravitational force applied to it that affects only servants. But we'll see. Just investigating the room um, in general, just because we have an entire hour. I would, you know, we would be having yeah. like these conversations while literally we're doing our job. Uh, December, uh, yeah. please be careful about what you touch. And it's like last assignment, Lillian touched an amulet and had a uh, an entity chasing after her. Was it the police? Because uh, did she have sticky fingers or? No, uh, it, it was, I think they called it the Hound. Oh, so, okay, well, uh, I gingerly placed back all the amulets I took. Even ones <laughs> who didn't see me grab. But it wasn't of this world, and it chased her wherever she went, and we had to find a safe place. So, you know, I'm not saying don't touch anything, but uh, please be aware of what you do touch. Like, the moment you say, like, about the amulet stuff, I was reaching for another thing. I hesitate for a moment, and you see me think shake my head and I just grab it and it's like just because we have to interact there was a little trepidation there for a moment though so it's not like I'm just brushing off what you said I mean we can't let beer control us but at the same time it's good to know I will ask another spot hidden from you gotcha also another real quick thing another reason why I'm smoking these cigarettes is checking the airflow 
since it's very stagnant, if the air ever like moves, you know what I mean? Because it can denote an opening or a draft or something like that, or if someone opens a door. So. Yeah, currently the shutters are shut and uh, everything is very still and Ooh, extreme Woo! success. <laughs> you go about the room and at first glance, it looked very personalized, but eventually you notice a few marks of habitation, although quite old. You open one of the cupboards and on the shelf is a box and you take the box out and it's full of kids' toys. Oh, kids' toys from our era, like the 1920s era or from like... No. The late 1800s about 40 years ago holy fuck okay a uh, box of old toys yeah you also find on one of the bedposts of the bed are some scribbles like that were scratched out with probably like a small knife or something like that uh, so it was written on there it wasn't carved in there it was it's carved sorry yeah ah, are Pencil. there parts of the letters that are still visible it's not a word. It's it's like doodles. I have pencil and paper. I'd like to do the thing where you put the paper over it and you scribble over it to get like the markation. I don't know. Not indentation. I can't remember what it's called when you do that. But you know what I mean? To get yeah, so I have I a copy know, of that. I know. So you get like the negative imprint of whatever it was. Yeah. You do that. I mean, there's more than one on different posts. And you notice that all of them show stick figures to little men doing various things like on a boat fishing any uh, of them different like instead of normal every day like one of any violence or strangeness no i mean they're stick men so there's no gender applied technically no it's not it's not like it's all stick men okay are they both relative size to each other there's one like super short or super tall to compare to the they, other they are but eventually you notice that there's a difference in height yeah. So probably there's like a timeline that you could, uh, you know what? Roll archaeology. <laughs> Sweet. Oh my god. Ooh. Okay. So you look at the the different like negative that you scratched, and you can piece it together. This was probably the of one of the two boys, either. Marvin or Malcolm that did those those carving like on the bedpost and you can tell that their relationship was at least when they were very young very tight the drawings like show them like doing like you know like a kid would draw like whatever their family is doing but it's only those two boys like the other member of the family are never there it's only the two stick figures and eventually you notice the difference in height so you're fairly certain this Malcolm and Marvin one thing when I find the toys, I'm like, I know you told me not to touch anything, and these are creeping me out something fierce. I'll gingerly put those down. Then I make note of the bedpost and like, not the best at uh, diving into people because people are fucking weird, but something strange about this is it only ever shows those two. Like, I try and uh, uh, analyze that through psychology, why they would mm -hmm. only. Yep. Mm -hmm. And before 91. Oh. <laughs> mm, there you go. <laughs> Sometimes that works for me. I call out a fail and it just gives me a success. So that was. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's great. So a hard success. 29 out of 72. You're analyzing object. You know, it's a bit harder. It could be different things. Mm -hmm. Either 
you don't know if if their parents were there, if they were orphaned, although that would seem unlikely as they still have a, a this is clearly like a family that was it's called Orn Manor. So has been here for a really long time, was uh, transmitted from generation to generation. Why there are only two kids shown on the picture probably shows at least closeness between the siblings. The reason why the other member of the family uh, could simply be because the parents weren't very present. You know that in very rich families, sometimes they're they're raised mostly by governesses and, and the servant people more than their own parents, so that could be it. Or it could be something more, more dark, like uh, abuse from the parents that would lead one of the two brothers, at least, who did those drawing into imaging something that's that is safe for them right and then this is in a time period where being a midget would be looked down upon and shameful for a family right oh yeah looking at the, the scribblings here definitely confirms that brothers were very close you can tell that by the fact that there aren't other people in there when whoever made this was viewing their world they were saying their world is them and their brother what this could mean is several different things perhaps like a lot of rich families their parents were just gone all the time and so their world was really just each other. Could also hint at some other things. Perhaps there wasn't a very positive relationship between the parrots and Malcolm. What I know for sure here though, is that these two thought it was them against the world. And the brother probably has a sense of duty to keep Malcolm safe, close to him to a better life. Anyway. You know, December, let's take a look at the other room. Yeah, let's definitely try to figure out what's going on here. Uh, real quick, Miriam, so those toys, uh, they're just old toys. Any of them noteworthy? Anything particular? No, very generic uh, boys' toys. And they're a little bit older than yours. All right, if there's a... The like toys a... suggest nostalgia, by the way. Yeah. If they're still holding on to them, that means good... Uh, that generally means good uh, memories of those toys. Perhaps I think they... it would be useful to bring one with us in case... Uh, I don't know, like psychological bargaining chip or something that sometimes people get all like mushy eyed when one of those memories pops up. I think it could actually turn our host to be rather sour if we go downstairs with uh, his childhood toys. I think we should take note of it, put it back where we got it, and if we need it, we know where it is. Alright, I can agree with that. And I close the box again and like... <laughs> Put it away happily. I really didn't want to touch those creepy-ass toys. Because I can only imagine <laughs> toys that are 40 years old from this point are creepy. Toys from the 1800s are the ones that are like, Oh, by the way, this is the monster that's meant to kill you at night. Or this is the one that houses <laughs> the soul of your dead brother. It's like, thanks. That's that. No, great. Let are toys like a phobia of his? No, but technically, I mean, those toys would creep him out. Those definitely did. And then especially with you saying that she picked up an amulet that was creepy just before he picked out this really creepy thing. He's like, <laughs> I do not want any of what's going on. But he won't give up a bargaining chip if it's there. That's why he asked. Because like, the idea was you hold on to like a, a favorite baseball. And if the guy gets aggressive or starts turning weird, you know, that kind of thing that yeah. could bring him back from that brink. Or it could push him over. He was going with your judgment on that one. Given the effort and care in keeping these toys, I think he, he would be more offended than, than anything, and it might turn him to anger to see us going through the rooms and taking and touching things that aren't ours. Especially right. since we've only been here less than an hour. Well, with that said, let's go into the other room and start touching things that aren't ours. We just won't let him <laughs> know about it. Couldn't agree with you more. 
So we're gonna uh, go into the other room. I'm gonna <laughs> try and help him with the spot hidden. Is there a help thing, or is it we just both roll? We both oh, you, roll. You, you both roll, yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, but first of all, I'd like to get an image in our minds of like what this room is like. Is it similar to the, the other room, one? The room is very, very similar. Uh, same layout. The beds are single size beds. So if you plan on bunking up, you'll have to figure out the situation there. Oh, here uh, we go. Who wants to be the big spoon? Yeah. That way the parts don't connect. <laughs> uh. So, yeah. So basically the, the layout is basically the same. Well, as you enter, the beds are to the left. There's a cupboard, a wardrobe to the right. Pretty bare again, a few books. In this room, when, when you look at the books, though, they are books on nature. Oh, National Geographic kind of books, or more like, like atlases or encyclopedia. Okay, so like tons old, of... old ones, though they're pretty old. Gotcha. This is very clearly Marvin's room. Oh, I'd still like to verify that, but uh, yeah. let us rough like rifle around in here just a bit. Mm-hmm. Just roll it out. Ooh. You were close, so but you helped me out. Got me a hard success, a straight <laughs> on, literally on the fucking money in the cupboard this time you see a couple of textbooks from when Marvin was probably around 10 to 13 years old more or less so it, there's nothing very interesting in them no notes or anything it is it is handwritten but from a, a 10 year or 10 years old boy oh it's a book he wrote yeah they're like exercise books from school Oh, I thought it was like an encyclopedia and he wrote notes in there. I'm like, Ooh, Oh, no, 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 there's, there are in a, a small library, encyclopedia and atlases, but there's also in the cupboard, like old school exercise books and stuff like that. I do find it interesting that we're finding tools of education in this room, but we found none in the previous. It does suggest that perhaps Malcolm was not educated. Yeah. That's one of the reasons why I chose psychology. That was my major in university. <laughs> At the uni? Considering there's all these books here, is there anything I could do for, like, library use to investigate, like, a pattern? You know, does he alphabetize everything? Like, I was trying to find, like, hidden notes he might have written within. Or, like, uh, sure. also noticing a pattern. Like, if he was studying a lot, or, like, his study habits changed. You know what I mean? He studied nature, and then eventually started going to biology or something. Mm-hmm. Trying to can find a time. I book. continue helping him with these things? Uh, yeah, you can help too. Uh, library. Oh, ouch. Mm. Kids' books. Yeah. It- you want to trade roles real quick? Yeah, I know. I thought you meant rolls, R-O-L-E. Even with the success with that, like, it's basically as much as you can gather from a 13-year-old boy putting notes. No dirty there's magazines a, there, or anything? There's a bunch of stuff. No, there's no, there's nothing dirty. <laughs> I know. Or, or weird. Or, you do, however, going further into the boxes and stuff, find a smaller suit, like for a graduation or something like that. Oh. Good for like a, in a, a teen. I'm going to, I hate saying this, but a regular sized teen? Yes. I'm sorry to say it like that. I, no, but, that's okay. okay. This is the 1920s. Like, I know, I know, but like. You should, <laughs> like you should see like the actual, like the original. The, as the player, system. like if I said it as December, I would have said it yeah. like that. But anyway, so <laughs> we suck at library. We're, we're just not good librarians. I should be, but apparently. <laughs> but it's a kid. Yeah, that's basically it. So, like, a bunch of old, old, old school stuff. No toys and in this one? No toys. Malcolm could also be a bit more nostalgic for, uh, 
a bygone era. Which room do you think would be more defensible between the two? Uh, let's see. Uh, how many points of ingress into each room? They each connect to each other straight, right? The rooms are like connected by a doorway or a hallway. Yeah, Marvin's room is closer to the back of the house. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Malcolm's ha- like kind of in the middle. There is a window out, but on Marvin's room, there's two windows. All one right. to the one to the side and one to the back of the house. It's at the back of the house. The other one is kind of in the middle. Yeah, we're on the second story too. There's no balcony yeah. out those windows or anything? No. I'm inclined to go for the one that is a singular window, although that room is far creepier. But more points of ingress also offer more points of escape. Since there's two of us to cover it, I say, and we also uh, have um, tools, as I reference my gun, I say having our backs to a wall could be better right now. Just keep an eye on that window. So you think it'd be better to do uh, Malcolm's room? It's easier to cover that one spot that, and I'm not an expert at this, but I do like the fact that Marvin's is at the end of the hall. Oh, Marvin's made, at the end of the hall? Yes. Oh, yeah, then Marvin. Uh, sorry, I, I misheard that one for sure. Let's just go ahead and set up shop in Marvin's room. That way, if anything's out to get us, we can just go into that room and they have to go down the entire hall to get to us. I am going to wait for, for this, but if we if we decide this is a dangerous spot and we can't leave, then I will set up an Eldritch sign in that room. Could you, like, uh, describe to me as to how that happens? Or do you need to sacrifice a goat or something? Because, uh, I mean, there are dogs outside that I'd rather you not, but... It's actually a sacrifice of myself. Uh, I found a, uh, what was the name of the book? It wasn't the Necronomicon. What was it? The Maleficarium. Yes. I found a, a book titled The Maleficarium. Well, I, I, I did a little research on it, and I can tell you it's dangerous to read such a thing. I could feel it attacking my mind and my mental stability. And by that, I mean the book was attacking me. It wasn't just me not being able to handle the information I was reading. But within it, I learned a spell called the Eldritch Sign. It's a protection spell. When I cast it, it will take some of my own, for lack of a better word, power. That doesn't sound right. But I will be drained from it. How much time does that take? It does take about an hour. Does it cover the room or in the entrance? And does it distinguish between... uh people yes it covers the entire room and it distinguishes between normal people from this plane of existence so to speak and paranormal things all right so i won't just be like blasted to the back of the wall that's good to know i appreciate that that's quite handy i have some aspirin for you if it hurts your head or something (laughs) as i said though i'd much prefer not to do it i haven't used it yet but there was quite a bit of warning on uh, the toll it can take on his caster Gotcha. Untrained in Well, you are trained in it, but you haven't used it yet. So I hope to God that we don't. Same. Uh, but I want you to know that it is something in my repertoire. And if it comes down to it, it's there. Gotcha. Let's see. Anything else in this room? Like, look around. This is the room that has two doors then or one door? One door with two windows. All right. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I thought it was two doors and two windows. That's why I was like, oh, totally not that one. Yes, this one's fine. Um, I want to inspect out the windows, see like what probably radiant shit but does a roof lead down to the window you know like some windows pop out of the roof kind of thing like that no there's a there's quite a big gap uh, this is a big like old style house yeah mm-hmm. uh very grand in its build so no the roof is quite higher than the window itself the the windows are cu- currently like the shutters are closed mm-hmm. and they are locked all right. right now, um, something I need clarified. Is there a door between the two boys' room? No. Okay. Yeah, I'd, I'd kind of gotten the understanding that maybe there was, but I wasn't sure about it. Yeah, I thought there was, and then I asked the question, and then 
turns out they weren't so but no. uh yeah I had they're to... just they're next to each other and they share a wall uh-huh. but there's no there's no yeah, you gotta leave one out the hallway into yes. the other and how much time is left until they come to fetch us mm, there's probably like 20 minutes by now all right i mean i'm down for exploring a bit more i can sneak out hey, actually miriam Mm-hmm. Uh, the elder sign. Do I know exactly how much space it, it protects? It's a room. It's just a room. Yep. So oh, if I have, if if I go into a cathedral, which is one gigantic room, it'll protect that entire room. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so if you go outside, technically, is that not just God's room? It it would not. <laughs> outside, yeah. No. Anyways, I, I forgot. I have history. I have 15 history to add to the archaeology. Can I do a history check of just the building, like the sure. style, or mm-hmm. okay. Hey, 26. That was almost a hard one. Damn. <laughs> uh, you won't get much more than what you got. Yeah. Built probably when around the same time that Boston was. It has an access. It's very close to the ocean. There's the marsh that make it hard to go. Yeah. But it is clo- it's like close to the sea. It's close co- to... Uh, it's kind of halfway between Ipswich and... Uh, what's the next big town? Can't remember. Just that next big town. Uh, yeah, it's like halfway between like Arkham and the next big town. Ipswich is in the middle, so it has a. It makes sense to build those kind of houses there, at least in Ipswich. This one is kind of peculiar because it's like deep in the marsh, but there were other houses that you saw. They're far apart, but there are other houses, and the other houses that you've seen are also like higher class yeah only crazy rich people would want to live in this area yes and could afford to this concludes part two of our original scenario orn's experiments thank you for listening if you like what you've heard so far please leave us a review on your podcasting app to help us spread the word you can also write to us directly at info at milestonerpg.com